Hi everyone, this is Sean, the Game Master. This episode and the next will lack both Richard, who plays Lark, and Troy, who plays Brock. Unfortunately, the day jobs got in the way of a session, but they'll be back before too long. So let's get right back into what our party is doing in the Black Keep. So last time on Dick and Bull's Z, uh, let's see, to sum it up quickly, uh, Foresight almost died. Y'all are almost out of healing. Uh, Y'all found this big weird mechanism in the middle of this room. You found a... uh, You found like a uh, thing over in the top corner of the room that had demonic runes all over it. You found in the bottom corner of the room, you found a door, a very fancy door. Uh... Riley cut his finger off. Just another Saturday night. Uh, playing five finger fillet with ghosts. And uh, I think uh, oh yeah, there. Uh, you should be able to control that now, Riley or Chris. Does his finger get its own token? No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not yet. Animate dead. Your pinky starts to attack you. Um, and so it's been a, it's only been part of the day, but it has been pretty fucking rough. Uh, anybody want to ask any questions, go over anything, uh, before we get into it? Outside of the door that uh, Riley's standing to right now, there's another one just to the north around the corner from where he is, right? That I just can't see. I suppose I can just move him. But yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's a door up there. Uh, this room has effectively been checked for traps. Uh, and y'all discovered down here to the south. Uh, basically loops around to where you were earlier. And I believe y'all got that open. If uh, memory serves, I think Riley was pushing to uh, continue exploring to the east. Uh, maybe in hopes of finding like some sort of mechanism to open that fancy steel door that's down to the southeast of this room. Uh, and last time, Lark uh, checked that door, I believe. Hark, hark. It's the <laughs> Lark. Uh, and... I do not believe there was any traps detected. It would only make sense that he would trust his decision enough to go through it first. Well, Chris, you're uh, you're proxying him. Uh, okay. Um, right. I think I got it. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I guess since Lark already looked over the door for traps and feeling confident that there are no traps at this eastern door... Riley will look back over the party and say, if everyone's fit to move forward, I believe we still have some fight left in us. Shall we continue? Uh, a dear old shrugger shoulders. <laughs> I was about to say the same. Ever passionate, I see. The alternative's walking back outside to the campgrounds. Yeah, it's not much of an alternative. You have him open the door? 
Yes, I believe Lark will push through the door. Can you see anything to the south of where Lark is now? Uh, yeah, it looks like the room's illuminated properly for where he's standing. So I can see the basically all the squares surrounding him except for the three to the north of him. Which I'm assuming is a wall, so... <laughs> Uh, yep, I can still see his surroundings. Alright, I think I got that fixed. Okay, so you have him walk in. Yes? Yes, yes. He will move forward cautiously. Cautiously. Alright. Have him do a poiception. With this caution. And Riley continues to follow behind to roll his own perception. With a solid eight. So, you don't see anything. Uh, Lark doesn't see anything. He will step in. Or, you're controlling him. Yes. I don't get to make him step in. He doesn't see anything. Alright, then he'll uh, move forward. And, given that the uh, hallway seems to... Does that, from Lark's standpoint, does that look like a dead end straight ahead of him? Yes. Interesting. Um, let's see. If he was perceiving from around that corner, um, I'm thinking he'd move forward another step and just, like, check the immediate surroundings again. All right. With Riley at his heel, looming over his shoulder. All right, then. Give me that roll, homie. Riley has a 22. That's actually pretty good. And you're doing your own, correct? You're not aiding? Yes, I'm just doing my own. He he doesn't see anything. Uh, but you, however, mm-hmm. do. You see something uh, right in front of where Lark is. You see a pressure plate. Oh, good. Then probably just as he's like, I don't see anything, and begins to step forward, Riley puts a hand on his shoulder and then just silently points down at the pressure plate. Uh, he will then take notice. Yes, and um, I'm assuming probably attempt to disable it for safe passage. He will then attempt to disable device. Well, that's very good. He disables the device. That was a nat 20 even, right? Yeah. Damn. That's a 27 in total. He does so silently in case it's sound activated. You never know what sort of pressure. Is the pressure of fucking sound waves? Sounds like a magical trap to me. Yells fuck. Your pressure activated. Come <laughs> on, all the other traps are doing it. <laughs> oh. Um, so now that he's perfectly jammed or deactivated the pressure plate, he'll uh, take another step forward, and that looks like it's another dead end to the right. So this is awfully suspicious. It is indeed. Um, uh, and I need to... Okay, so Leaf is... Leaf, uh, is that just where you're going to stand? Yeah, I'm, I'm like inching up, I, I guess, as they disappear around the corner. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to stay a few feet behind. That way they've got room to uh, extricate themselves in case something suddenly and disastrously happens. All right. You step there. You step a little bit closer to the door and you suddenly feel 
that feeling like you did before when he pulled that uh that little idol out of the wall you feel like this sense of dread and foreboding i don't have a direction do i no there's no direction for it at all it's just like this sinking feeling in your gut but i mean does it does it feel like once i got closer to the hallway it seemed uh, to yes. pick up okay just kind of lean forward and call in i've i've got a bad feeling about this hallway uh what do you see uh, we see two dead ends so yes that's awfully suspicious you think it might be another murder hallway uh it would seem that my gut's telling me so uh be very careful please We'll certainly try to. And um, I think with that, like I know Riley's really curious about the dead ends and kind of wants to check for uh, hidden doors and stuff. And I think he can peer pressure uh, Lark into doing this with him. So I think I want to make the right and um, check out down, down the two squares down to the right towards that dead end. Okay, so while y'all are off dicking about in the hallway uh foresight uh adira what are you two doing uh probably not much of anything just absent-mindedly rubbing his stomach or chest because like they don't want us going off and uh on our own anymore and i'm not gonna crowd mm -hmm. down this hallway yeah we wouldn't really be much great uh, assistance with this whole trap finding and disarming thing. Alright. So... Just staying out of the way. Just staying out of the way. Yeah, that's our job. To stay out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Alright. And Brock's over here nosing about the stonework in the corner. He's Is probably it... minding his surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> So, what is... Uh, go ahead and control yourself as desired, Riley, and let me know if you want Lark to make a roll. Uh, did his last perception check cover any of the squares that he's currently adjacent to? Uh, the one to the north of him. Okay. So then, another one from his perspective should count down both dead ends, right? Ten, uh, ten feet down each. So I, I think if that's the case, uh, another perception checks in call, and Riley will do his own for, like, just around the corner. Riley with a 15. So, yes, uh, both of these little offshoots, in fact, are trapped. Well, is it more pressure plates, just out of curiosity? There appears to be a pressure plate uh, in each hallway, but Lark also notes that the floor, like the edge of the floor, seems to uh, have a seam altogether. Is that kind of implying like a secret door? More like a trap door or a pit sort of situation. Most secret trap door. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And it's... Uh... I'm assuming from his perspective, he can see that. Is is it just the square where the trap is activated that kind of has the pit? Uh, no, it seems to extend down the entirety of both sections. 
All right. Um, you know what? In that case, I think at this point, once Lark tells Riley that um, these uh, dead-end hallways seem to be trapped with uh, pit traps, Riley is going to uh, glance back around the corner at Leaf, inform him of such, and say, uh, I'm all for uh, leaving this particular venture alone and trying the other door to the north of the room you guys are in. And uh, backing out of the hallway. Why risk it? And then, um, I guess, skirting around the uh, the machine in the center of this room, going up towards that north door, which I think we also checked for traps last time. I want to say we cleared everything about the room. Yes, this one, uh, you actually, I think you've either found it and unlocked it, or I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember, but that's okay. We can go with that. I like the sound of that. Uh, let me let me go look in checks here right quick because there were checks. Yes, um, there was some dicking around with the disabled device. So great. Then I uh, think taking a peek through this door is in order. All right. Is that like a large double door? Uh, <laughs> so like open space, ten feet in front of Lark, and then to the immediate left, a large double door. Yeah, basically. Awesome. They are open. Uh, in that case, uh, Riley will ask if uh, Leaf doesn't mind heading over this way just to see if he gets that weird uh, elvish murder sense about this uh, this path as well. Right. Okay, Leaf, so... when you enter that, that square here where Box currently okay. is, when you moved there, that feeling kind of fell away. Oh. Uh, no, it it seems to be um, coming from this hallway. I can't vouch for the safety of this northern door, uh, but it at least doesn't give me the same gut feeling as the others. Well, that's certainly good to know. I suppose we will uh, check the immediate surroundings for more traps and then move forward. Depending uh, on what there we are find. no traps detected here. Sweet. And um, is this like a small living room yeah this this looks like somebody's personal quarters nifty singing ghosts right doesn't appear to be any ghosts no just a uh bed and what i'm assuming are like a uh, cabinet or drawers or something yeah uh, it's a desk oh it's a desk even better then uh i feel like scooby doing this room and giving it a good uh look through all right that'll probably take you a few minutes yeah, that's at fine. least. Give me a perception. Riley with a 19. All right. So while you are doing that, uh, what is everybody else doing? Uh, I was actually going to go down to the south side of the room and talk with our uh, esteemed uh, person we're escorting and ask him if he feels that same sense of dread. Uh, near the door there. He would turn and speak with you. It's like, I, I don't feel anything. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, more that way, you reckon? Uh, yeah, towards the east. Uh, so perhaps it's just me and not, uh, necessarily any 
properties inherent to this place. So he steps and he steps. And then when he comes there in front of the or gets there in front of the door, um he he you can see like a shiver go down his spine and he's like, Oh yes, I I can feel it. Perhaps it's another one of those cursed idols. Uh that's foreboding news if true. I think they're probably meant to instill a sense of dread to frighten off any elvish visitors. I don't think uh anybody else has been affected. Certainly. Well, uh it, it seems we're skirting around that area of the castle for the time being. He will return to the door where he doesn't feel like terrible everything. And uh and continue taking his notes. Uh, distancing himself from that feeling. I concur. Commence with the rummaging. Rummaging commenced. Adira, foresight. Doing anything, talking about anything. Just standing there. We're, we're excellent conversationists, the two of us. You never know. I have a lot of stock jokes that I usually make when my characters are idle, but I can't make them with this character. Because he's a nerd. <laughs> I have a nerd on a rope. Basically. So so are you saying that you have a trademark nerd's rope? Hey man, I didn't I didn't say that. No, let's not let's not get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, at this point, Adira is pretty useless. She this this is not anything she's good at. She's just letting them do their thing. Um, All right. I guess if Adira wanted to make a sense motive to notice a what do we sense motive or perception? Either one. There's a thing you could notice. There's a thing I can notice. Maybe. I'm well, gonna say the DC is fifteen. Okay. Um, well, it's not like either of these rolls would be great because it's either a plus one or a plus zero to the die. Heck yeah. Um, that's a nat 20, baby. Fantastic. Uh, My dice love me. Whenever Foresight isn't actively looking out for something, he is uh, repeatedly rubbing the... There's not a wound there now, I suppose, but rubbing where he was impaled. Make of that what you will. Ooh, okay. Okay, that's all I have to, that's all I have to say. She'll, she'll pull the rope a little tighter. She'll keep him close. Alright, so, uh, Riley, you and Lark are rummaging about through this bedroom. Yes. Uh, and, like, you go through the desk and around the bed and a few other uh, features in the room. And you put together some old papers uh, found in the desk. Uh, one of the drawers is locked, which Lark will try and undo. Sounds like a plan. You will unlock it uh, and open it. And within is a uh, small box uh, made of metal. Interesting. Uh, any designs or anything, or is it just a like sheet metal box? Uh, it, it's like a bound iron box. Okay. 
kind of, kind of like a it, it's fairly utilitarian looking. Uh, no, no fanciness about it. It just looks like it's meant to store things and be sturdy. It's kind of rusty. Okay. Um, is that all that was in the desk? Yeah, like there's like uh like dried up inkwells and okay. pens and stuff. Thing things for writing. Yeah, yeah. For the most okay. part, yeah. Some some letters, papers, uh, and then this box. All right. Um, well, I, I guess it's worth mentioning if like any of the the paperwork. I know it's really old, but if any of it's even remotely legible, it's probably worth collecting and just like throwing at Clint as like a door prize or something. Right. Like a lot of it's slightly moldered, but like it, it's salvageable to some degree, or at least you feel like it is. Right. A little bit of mold never hurt anyone. <laughs> um. And the uh, anything scattered around the bed in the northwest corner of this room uh nothing like especially eye-catching there's a kind of like rotten pair of boots and oh well that uh, could be useful gotta pocket that <laughs> uh you know the sheets and the beds kind of degraded and right. decayed lately uh, okay nothing really under it other than the point that this is an old ass place that's been sitting for a while this room's actually pretty clean uh like prior to its decay it was kept very clean okay uh sounds good so then i think the next order of business is lark making sure that the box won't like explode if he opens it and then uh trying to open it all right uh he does not detect any traps and he uh i'll say he probably takes a little bit of time uh to open it and within are uh a few vials uh some gold silver copper and what look like a few personal effects all kept in separate uh sections inside the box uh interesting so uh just a quick aside my binoculars are not in the box huh yeah sean where's the binoculars yeah, sure. They're in the box. There's a pair of binoculars in the box. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. I do believe I've earned those. And um, <laughs> clearly Lark finding no interest in the binoculars gives them to the ever-curious uh, <laughs> Riley. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw that on my character sheet. All right. And um, while Riley experiments with the binoculars, like looking through them and just having a good time, I'm sure that we'd end up meandering like back to the main room to um, share this uh, collection of goodies with the group. Okay. Probably uh, most particularly the vials, if they appear to be like potions of some sort. They do. Then uh, we can probably go uh, start tossing them around to see who wants to identify some potions again. That was like uh, spellcraft, right? Uh, if you don't have detect magic, it's uh, perception. If you do have detect magic, it's a spellcraft. They've got a pretty good perception. I'll uh, give it a crack. How many were there? Two. Or if you're foresight, you use professional herbalist. 23 and an 11. Um, one of them is a uh, is a potion of cure light wounds. 
Oh, it seems uh, we found ourselves a healing potion. Oh, I guess I'll just go then. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course why, I why wait. don't you go over and try to identify the other potion? Yeah, you don't. Uh, you don't know what the other one is, so you've been made obsolete uh, by a beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time. Hey, how about a twenty-four for that identification? Um, this is an oil of inflict minor wounds. Oh, I don't know how I feel with this. Well, unless anyone wants to uh, quickly call dibs on these, we can just throw them in the party inventory and divvy them up as needed later. I don't see. I don't hear anybody jumping at the. Yes. Base. So I'm just gonna do that. All right. Oh, Clint will, having taken notice, walk around everybody to come see what you've got. Yes, we will uh, share the contents of the box with good old Clint as well. All right. So uh, he will look into the box. He'll squint for a minute using the light from your lamps. Um, These look like personal effects. Perhaps I can look into these a bit more later. I'd like to study the store for a while more. It's extremely intricate in its design. Uh, I can take this and I'll make sure any reimbursement for this coin within is is held. Though these are of an older mint, so I'd like to keep them particularly. Seems suitable to me. Does uh. Does that include that sweet pair of binoculars? What pair of binoculars? There's no pair of binoculars in the box. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're hanging around Riley's neck right now. <laughs> He's totally had it this entire time. Whatever. Yeah. That's how he was spying on us the other night while we were sleeping. Oh, it all makes sense now. He's a time traveler. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you caught me. Using a really uh, third-party class, the time-traveling class. It's kind of nuts. Binoculars there for yourself. I know how it works. I'm sure it'll become very useful in the future. All right, let me let me have it. You mean the past? You know the whenever, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the time thief class is pretty cool if you like third party stuff. Well, I'm gonna take a quick note on something to look into later. There's also a uh, third-party book for the kineticist that gives them time as an element that they can shoot stuff with. Please tell me that one of these books is labeled as There's No Time Like the Present. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Kineticists of Porphyria. I think yeah. that has time No, it's, it? it's it's the first one that's got time it's in it. That one's yeah, I read a holiday light book. And sound. I played a... Kathasa, chronokineticist. It's the shit. Maybe they'll make like a holiday Christmas book called that. I don't know. It's gonna be a Christmas kineticist? Shoot like <laughs> ornaments at people? <laughs> Tinsel. Everyone. Full-size Christmas trees. Tinsel. Tinsel gets everywhere. You can never get rid of it. You could be the most annoying person in the world. Yeah, just shoot Christmas trees at him. I know my next character. <laughs> oh, hey, you could do the... There's a phytokineticist, and that's not even third party. Exactly. Oh, shit. Okay. As, as um, I level up, that's what Box is going to take as his class. 
Starts chucking pieces of wood. Uh, Rips off his hand. Sorry. That hurts. I shall stop being a distraction. (laughs) At least it's not music. That happened one time. Never forget. Do you not like the music from Elf Murder Castle? Uh, I've actually, I think I've got my music level set down. Or no, wait, nothing's even playing. Then what music am I hearing? Weird. It's just club music in the castle. Am, am I going insane? So I'm, I'm looking at the jukebox tab and it says nothing's playing. I don't actually hear any music. Oh, if thank that's... God. I thought I had a... I was, I was having a stroke. <laughs> it's the music that's within our hearts. Oh. Murder. Murder is within my heart. I hear murder. It's an appropriate theme for this place. Yeah. You can talk now, Sean. We all shut up. <laughs> so you uh you all gathered around here. Rock stops inspecting the stonework, walks over. So we're all surrounding Clint like we're about to murder him. Well, you know what you've been calling this place. Yeah, Leaf, get up in here. Uh I mean I'm I'm right there. You guys came to me. If anything, we should be standing in a circle around the bang machine. <laughs> the bang machine. <laughs> it is not a sex toy. Oh no, it's not a toy. That's serious business. <laughs> it's a sex weapon. No. No. You can say no all you want. doesn't change anything. It really doesn't. It, it, somebody rolled and, and rolled poorly, and that's what caused that, remember? No. So someone in this party truly believes this. <laughs> 60 seconds of gameplay, two minutes of jokes. <laughs> Sounds like D&D, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. All about it. Uh, excuse me, this is Pathfinder, not D&D. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, this is Kinkfinder. Oh, shit. You're right. All right. You found your you found your um, documents. Uh, are, are we satisfied with this venture? Or, uh, well, it looks if... like there's a door in the southeast side of the room. That's the uh, big metal locked door. I think it was like the commander's door, if memory serves. And... Um... Like, we might be able to break it down, but I think, if memory serves again, uh, that there's still some uh, rooms, like, to the east that we haven't thoroughly explored. Yeah, Brock Uh, started down that one hallway, um, and we got distracted by the ghosts that went into play games. Right, right, because there's even uh, continuing down that western hallway, too. So we let, why don't we uh, loop around and head off to the west if we uh, if this room if everyone's satisfied with being in the sex weapon room. Uh, Clint will say, um, "Well, uh, it's about lunchtime. I think it would be good if we all took a break." Riley's like food, 
adventure. Uh, I guess we can stop to have food. To be fair, I think some serious injuries have already been sustained. Though healed, there's only so long that that lasts. This place is obviously dangerous, and we need to be cautious. I suppose I'll have to quell the fire in my heart for adventure for but a time. Let us uh, go take a rest and enjoy some uh, fine, fine rations. It's not as if the keep is going anywhere. And at least we know the courtyard is safe. These are fair statements. I believe you've won me over, sir. Uh, Does anybody not want to go? You're going to be surprised if the keep gets up and walks away while we're having lunch. I won't. Well, I can certainly get started as everyone just phases through the walls. (laughs) It saves time, all right? Just Kool-Aid man. Well, how do you get out of places? Well, you return to the courtyard. Yes. And you spend some time eating, resting for a little bit. Does anybody want to do anything, say anything uh, at this time? It's still raining. You know, it's a little after midday now for y'all. You know, I'll help prepare, like, the food and all of that, but as far as courtyardly duties, uh, just making sure everybody's safe. That's pretty much it. Can, um, mm-hmm. I, like, go sit under my tent, um, thing that's still up, uh, and take out my, my stuff and do my, uh, automated writing thing to see if I can tell anything about what's going to happen in the near future. You've already used that, and I think you can only do that once a week. Oh, I can only do that one once a week? Okay. Different ones have different timetables on them, and I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Your perception one is once a day. I think the augury one is once a week. I have to go look down here on my sheet. Yeah, that one's once a week. What does my other one do? Oh, my other one is hypnotism. I don't need to hypnotize anybody. Don't you, though? Nope. Are you sure? Yep. I mean, I already got one dude on a leash under my control. I don't I don't need like to, to have them all under my control, right? Wait, I was literally just typing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think technically from where are you where you're at. Uh yeah. Use this thirty feet of slack, so He's still technically in uh, in rope range. So what are you doing, Foresight? I'm unmuting myself, and I'm moving off of the spell uh, the spell sheet so I can actually see the the, the map once again. I hate be like here. Okay, standing in the rain. I can't think of many situations in which he'd rather sit in a group than off to the side. Fair enough. So just kind of like sit in the grass cross-legged comfy here. Okay. So uh, Leaf helps with lunch. Box probably goes and I feel like if not directly attended to, goes and like fucks around with this stump. Brother, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not that kind of fucking around. 
He, uh, no, I mean, he's, he's just kind of curious and incredibly dumb, and so he's probably, like, crawls under a wagon at one point, and <laughs> just picks at stuff, I guess. It's his, his thing. Um, yeah. Nothing too destructive, I don't think. Alright. Riley, is there anything you are doing in particular? Well, I think it's been a long time coming, but uh, I'm thinking that Riley needs to have a good bonding experience with Brock. Oh, oh, wait, he's not here. Okay, um, so <laughs> I'm thinking it's been a long time coming, and I think Riley needs to have a good bonding experience with Lark. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I think Riley is going to talk to Clint about how he thinks the excursion is going. All right. Well, I had hoped for less... Uh less um danger than we've encountered so far they appear to be at the very least uh pertaining to elven kind there appear to be uh magical uh fuck clint watch your mouth <laughs> um oh shit What's it called oh. when it's something that, uh, deterrent, deterrent. Okay. I had to think nuclear deterrence. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, especially for elven kind, uh, magical deterrence, uh, beyond need surprisingly still well-functioning traps. And now, as we've seen, uh, some haunting of some kind, although I think you've done a fine job dealing with that. Yes, that was particularly fantastic. I couldn't have, couldn't have imagined how my first encounter with a ghostly being would have went, but I think that suffices for a good tale and story to share in the future. Well, I hope your finger heals well anyway. Yeah, me too. Is, uh, is it doing well so far? Riley will hold up his injured hand and kind of uh, wave it around just a little bit in front of him. Well, Clint, let's just say I won't be high-fiving anyone with my offhand anytime soon. Oh, I hope it heals well. Um, I think... What I would like to do for the remainder of the day after lunch is explore in more detail some of the areas we've already been in. Go over finer, finer things, look through what we've found so far and see if we can find anything else. But I think traveling deeper into the keep today may not be the uh, best option that we have. That door within uh, interests me greatly. Uh, the mechanism involved with it, I would imagine, is fairly complex, given it looks like many of the pieces on the door uh, seem to move. Yes, the uh, curiosity for what lies beyond that door is really getting to me. Though, if you, uh, if you prefer just checking over what we've seen so far in more detail, you are the employer of this excursion and we will escort you as such I thank you very much uh, I think I would like to take some time taking notes about that room 
in particular. Meanwhile, uh, if there's anything, anything you all would like to take a look out out of what we've discovered so far, please be my guest. Uh, well, in that case, I don't think we got much detail on the uh, personal affects that were in the metal box. Anything particularly telling or interesting? Uh, let's go over here to the cart where there's no rain, and uh, we can take a better look at them. Done deal. I think Brock would follow. You think that's in character for him? Okay. And you're you're doing Lark. Do you think Lark would follow? Well, he's a rogue, so he'd probably try to steal the stuff. So yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Leaf? Would Leaf go? Well, it's uh better than staying. <laughs> okay. Uh, Foresight and Adira. Are y'all still uh doing y'all's thing over there? I'm just staying out of the rain. And Foresight staying in the rain. Still the same. All right. You know you can sit under the cover of the tent. Well, yeah, but not all like drenched and. I can dry you off. I guess. That's that's fair. Okay. He will move inside the tent. I will attempt to dry him off. Uh, you dry him. With prestidigitation. Da, na, na, the da, greatest da, na. spell in the world. He makes an active effort to not flinch. <laughs> Having a foresight's kind of like having a cat because you're supposed to notice they're there without paying them any attention. Yeah, basically. <laughs> There's something else I could compare them to, but it's way sadder. So I'll just leave that for now. Everyone else back at the cart um, is l- looking in the box. And uh, it appears that there's, like, within the box, the personal effects, there's a uh wooden holy symbol that's kind of uh decayed over time although it's not in as bad shape as most most of the wooden things you've come across uh for having been in this box so it's in pretty decent condition there's a knife not like a dagger just like a like a small knife uh with a with a sheath that looks like it's like a whittling or a utility knife sort of thing, but uh, it's engraved with the initials TL. TL, like TL. the Lich. Curious. <sighs> Not the Lich. Well, we'll see about that. Unfortunately, no, no, the Lich. There's like a pendant. Uh, when opened. It shows a, it it shows like these two little pieces of canvas within that are like just covered in cracked paint. It's like one of those uh, vignette uh, things, but it's it's so old. Interesting. And that's really it, other than the binoculars you stole. They're rightfully mine. They are rightfully yours. By some strange God-given right, they're yours. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, can uh, so having seen these uh, these I guess these three significant items from this box, 
does can Clint like identify him or does he have any stories about him? Does he know what they are, or who they might have belonged to, based on what we've seen? Uh the only thing like because the uh the paintings and the vignette are basically destroyed, there's not really much you can tell from that. Uh the knife gives him some initials, which he says uh well I can pull through my notes and see if there's anybody with the initials of TL and perhaps I can figure out who this belongs to as far as the holy symbol it looks like a symbol of Abadar um it's a bit worn but uh other than that uh pretty standard interesting um maybe uh, more of a question out of game because I Chris am curious yeah, the, yes. the pendants deteriorated from time. Would that be something, like, mending could fix? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I I think what I would do is I would I would have somebody attempt mending on it and then roll a percentile, and, and we'll see. I mean, that's fair. Good or not. Uh, Riley's not particularly magically inclined, so um, I don't think he's even going to really bring it up. I mean, you know, two people that can cast that spell. Yeah, they're uh, both all the way over here. Has uh, Riley seen? Has there been an instance where you guys have fixed something before with magic in front of Riley? I fixed Carla's basement. Oh yeah, and that was the door and the door and the wagon. I think, or no, okay. the dagger, the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So then, this has happened at least a couple a couple of times. So then, Riley will kind of just mention out loud. Wondering uh, if there's any way that a uh, mystical source could restore what uh, time seems to have taken from this pendant. Uh, Adira and Foresight can make perception checks. If they would like. I'm good at these. I get a plus one. So two. Nine. Nine. I don't imagine that you are whispering by any means, Riley. I don't think Riley whispers that often. <laughs> so, uh, Foresight, you would hear this. Something about a mystical source repairing a, an amulet or something. Man, it's really comfy in this tent. I like it here. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Clint's like, I mean, yes, it's it's possible. Um, I suppose. I'm not 100% sure, but it would be worth a try once we get back to town. Well, I've seen a couple of our allies do it before. Perhaps if you don't mind me taking this for but a moment, I will seek them out and have them give it a shot. Oh, sure, here you go. And Riley whips it at the tent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Riley will uh, cross the courtyard and do like a weird knocking on the tent, clear his throats and say, excuse me, friends. Like it's an open tent. Like it's it's a leather... Still, he wants, that is he wants to give them their privacy. Lord only knows what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, you could literally see into it as you were walking up. There's no, like, front flaps or anything. Yes, but I'm diverting my gaze out of privacy and courtesy. You mean like you deferred your gaze while you were sitting in the back of the cart staring directly at them for 20 minutes after they fell asleep? Yes, but that wasn't when I was in the cart across the courtyard. Now I'm right outside. Okay. Privacy only matters within 10 feet. Only to keep up appearances. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What can we do for you, Riley? 
Riley will dangle the pendant from his uh, fingers and say, The pictures within this pendant seem to have been deteriorated through time. I'm wondering if perhaps there's something uh, either of you might be able to do to fix it. Let's see it. And he will hand it over. So we will ca- I will cast Mending. Let's see if it does any good. So that will take ten minutes. Yeah. And I, I think Riley's going to actually, like, hang out and watch. Because although he doesn't really understand magic, he's awfully curious about people who can do it. All right. So, actually, uh, since Adira's doing it, um, uh, Foresight, do you want to, uh, like, join in and cast Mending at the same time? I was going to say, that that would, that would be kind of neat, yeah. All right. So, y'all do that. Go ahead and give me... And you can choose to aid each other or aid one another if you want, or you can make your own checks. Go ahead and give me a caster level check. Let's see. Well, I rolled a five. Well, that's not very good. So I'm afraid to press the button to roll again because I already pressed it twice. Oh, don't let fear conquer you. Just do it. You can roll a real die if you want. Oh yeah, I do have that. Where where the fuck? There you are. Roll, my friends. That's a one. So, uh, <laughs> you, you cast the spell and like the flaking, like the cracking of the paint kind of undoes itself, but like the, the damage that time has done on the pigments themselves is not fixed. So it's still kind of just this muddled, like bit of drab, like it's darker in some sections and it's lighter in others. It's just not very well preserved at all. Um, but it is like less kind of like scratched up looking for the most part. Um, just because I assume that you'd have to have some general knowledge as being able to cast a spell, would it be safe to say this is a one time thing that you can do or like give it time and then try again? Uh, you would, you would feel that like in this instance, this is certainly like the best you can do with it. Perhaps when I feel slightly more powerful. Well then, foresight until such a time. I believe I'll we'll hand this back over to Clint for safekeeping, and um, Riley's gonna do the thing that I just said. Bob. Okay. <laughs> Julie, do the thing. Informing Clint that even magic seems to have its limits. It was good of them to try at the very least. Uh, meanwhile, Lark, Clint, and Brock were over here just shooting the shit while Leaf stand- stood away. Like five feet awkwardly with box, like probably playing patty cake or something. I think unless Leaf wants to do something over that last ten minutes. No, just just like a humming and tending to the food. Okay, so looking through everything and, and going over stuff and uh, whatnot, it eventually brings it time that the food is ready for y'all to eat, and I imagine everyone does. Yeah, food is good. Leaf. Roll your check to see if it sucks or not. Rolling for num nums. <laughs> that was a profession, right? Right. But bam, that's an eleven. Completely average. It's average. Average isn't bad. It's not good, but it ain't bad. On a scale of zero to fifty-three, it ain't bad. Why fifty-three? So, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? I would. That's why I asked the question. Uh, it's a very high number that is attainable by a skill. Oh, okay, that's fair. 
Well, at this point, any hot food is good food, I'm thinking. So uh, Riley gives a good old thumbs up to Leaf for his cooking efforts and stuffs his fucking face. All right. Gotta get all that energy back for regrowing your finger. <laughs> Does that mean I get a second helping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the silence is your answer. <laughs> no, I think he said, uh-uh. So of or, course. Or, or was it an uh-huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was Get still it. so quiet, I can't tell. Oh, no. Uh, that was an affirmative. Must be louder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just start throwing on the voice filters next. <laughs> okay, so yes. Um, Riley gets himself some extra forest Get soup. Plumped him up. <laughs> Leaf Leaf likes his dashing men a little chunky. We're gonna run into a witch or a demon one of these days, and we're gonna need a sacrifice. <laughs> and you think Riley's gonna be? You know what? He might be. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, he's a frontline fighter. It happens. They like thick. It's that bad will save, man. Hey you, huh? Kill your friends. Okay. Yeah, why not? That sounds reasonable. I never liked foresight, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, the irony. Um, all right. So, I think unless anybody wants to do anything particular, lunch will conclude. Nope, I'm good with moving on. All right. So, uh, Clint, as he as he said, he wants to return to that one room, and uh, and check out the door more, take notes on what's in the room, the mechanism in the center, and the altar in the corner. Seems like a fair plan. Anybody want to go and, like, look over other areas? You know, they'll just kind of oversee him so he doesn't, like, stick his finger in the wrong bit of the contraption, get it lopped off. Oh, he, he's not going to touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this place, has been, this place has been trapped. I'm not touching anything except the floor in places we've already walked. Yeah, he is a smart man. Good for him. Meanwhile, gets... Middle of thought touches a thing. Why is it sticky? Did no one clean the sex weapon? Come on, guys. Oh, God. That's that's ancient sticky. You can't clean that off. I'm going to send Lurk in there because he has a light. And they need light. A good starting point because uh, Riley hasn't really seen the uh, few rooms to the south of the room that Clint's going back to. Um, not personally, anyways. So I, I I guess if we're just tracing over steps, at least for Riley looking at things that he's hasn't seen before, is probably a good place to start. And he's more than happy to drag Lark behind him. I do believe you looted uh, this room here that I'm pinging. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we might have. Y'all caught one of the rooms on fire. Yeah, that's that room. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. I do remember that now. Then what was the? Uh, is this room that Riley's currently in just a hallway? Kinda. Yeah. The. This was like a, um, this room, it was like, uh, it looked like an inspection room, basically. Like, leave your weapons here, sort of thing. Well, did we, uh, is there anything in particular in this room? Did we give this room a solid, uh, solid search over? I mean, y'all did that, y'all did a cursory search and checked it for traps, and, uh, like, there were a couple of rusty old weapons on the tables. Mm. Maybe we should go back and to that storage room that y'all didn't finish going through when y'all heard us scream and see what's in it. 
Oh yeah, you want to do the storage room? We could do that. Let's go look at the storage room. Yeah, all right. In that case, Lark, because he has a light source, I guess, can stay with Clint's, and then uh, the rest of us can divide ourselves as we see fit. Riley would love to go look at the storage room. We're going to go look at the storage room, dear. Hella. I will cast uh, Dancing Lights in order for him to be able to see in there. Oh, well, I have my own lantern, so you... Oh, do you? Yeah, Yeah, he has a lantern. But thank you for the thought. But I can also cast light. We'll have plenty of light. Okay, so that's over... I mean, storage rooms are known for storing stuff, right? Yeah. Are you sure? I don't. I don't know if that's right. Oh shit! I took the tent with you. <laughs> we might need it. I really like this tent, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just dragging the whole thing. Like it's anchored into that stump in the wall, so you get to drag the stump in the wall with you. I guess we have to. Hey, whatever, man. And suddenly the physics break, and the wall breaks, and everything breaks. Huzzah. The rope does not break, though. The rope does not break. It is the, the rope strong... does not break. It is the strongest thing. It is. All right. So feel like one mute character per group. <laughs> <laughs> He's not mute. He's walking around saying, "Mind your surroundings." Mind your surroundings. Mind their surroundings. <laughs> All right. So you get into this room here. Oh no! They didn't block that yet. <laughs> There is much yellow squares. Yes, there are many, many yellow squares. Some would say too much. I say not enough. Well, you are in charge, so... It needs more yellow squares. All right, so y'all want to go through and, like, just pick apart everything in this room? In the uh, yellow box room? Yeah. We need to know what's in the yellow boxes. All right. Go ahead and give me perceptions. And hopefully roll much better this time. I make no promises. 17. I got a 10, and I get plus 1, so 11. 17. And Brock. Brock. Well, and he just perceptive. All right, so y'all are going through this, uh, this room. There's actually a whole bunch of shit in here. Not all. A lot of it is anything of particular use to you. Um, You know, there's old boxes of grain and and shit like that that, you know, are utterly useless and kind of disgusting at this point. There's some old boxes with weapons in them that are actually in surprisingly good condition given their age. Uh, So you've got like a a box full of short swords. It's got like uh, 12 of them in there. Uh... There's, eventually, you will find a trunk uh, in the very back corner that's been covered up. It's bound in iron, and it's a little warped from the time and the moisture that it's spent in here, but it still looks to be in fairly good condition. And it's actually got a pretty decent-looking lock on it. What would y'all like to do? Well, I don't know how to pick locks. And Riley doesn't have the knitting needles for it. So I think um, as long as it doesn't look like it's going to uh, explode if we move it. You can you can attempt to check for traps. Anybody can do that. Do it. 20. Six. Looks perfectly safe to you, Foresight. Um, it also looks perfectly safe to you, Riley. Curious. I don't know if I trust that. But we'll roll with it. Uh, 
So if the uh, Riley's thinking that if the only two really significant things in here is a box of short swords and this trunk, um, if they're not too heavy to drag out of here, it might be worthwhile to do so. Okay. Uh, indeed, it does not look like it's going to explode or anything. Uh, only one way to find out. That's true. Well, I can likely drag them out of here. My uh, drag weight is 875 pounds. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, lift. Oh, yeah, I always forget that thing. It's a thousand. That's silly. All right, so y'all are dragging out where where to? This room before you? The courtyard? Where to? Well, probably out to the courtyard because we're going to need the, the rogue to unlock it. Yeah, um, like load the uh, short swords onto one, uh, onto one of our carts, probably. And um, maybe the trunk, too, if we can pick it up just to set it up for easy lock picking. It's heavy, but it, it's movable. Uh, and it's about, uh, it's about six feet long, uh, but it is, it, it's, um, not bolted to the floor or anything. Well, that's convenient for us. So, you drag that out. I'll say that probably took y'all a while to dig through all that shit. Like, there were things that, had they not decayed, would have been probably of greater value, uh... Like, there was a box over by the wall that was filled with, like, rusty helmets and gauntlets and shit, but they're really rusty. Right, so we can mend those, right? You could try, yeah. Well, I can't. You can't. And Riley's not going to push that shitty job on anyone. And then there was, like, leather and, like, trade goods and shit, too. Uh, But most of it was food stuffs that have long since decayed and like to the point where they don't even like smell really bad or anything anymore riley yes had y'all already checked the uh other rooms off of that central room and storage room um i think we kind of just meandered our way over to the storage room and then we heard you guys scream and bolted out of there well i was just thinking that if this is all storage if it doesn't go anywhere that when it came time to set up to sleep for tonight, we could all be out of the rain and still be relatively safe. Sure. Uh, it, we can go back and check that out if you want to. Yeah, yeah. We could potentially move some of the boxes and uh, make room for everyone. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Sounds like a plan. All right. Leaf, while you're chilling over here with Clint and... Good old Lark. Um, are you doing anything in particular, or are you just watching over them? Uh, Do you try and strike up any conversation at all? Well, I mean, we haven't really found any means of ingress into this big metal door, right? No, I mean, like, as you had suggested before, it could probably be broken down, but Clint didn't really want that to happen to it. So perhaps if it becomes extremely important, that will happen, but uh, not so far. That's depressing. Uh... You just want to wrench a door. <laughs> break break it to fuck. It, it, there's got to be something important on the other side. Like a, like a really cool diary. Um, like a really cool diary. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, he doesn't really have anything in particular to say to Robolark. And uh, he's mostly just kind of like trying to stay away from the, the hallway of infinite dread. Okay. I'm going to have Lark probably roaming around this room I think during the time at least relatively nearby so I'm going to have him roll a perception some time will pass and Clint will uh, move from there and he'll start looking at the thing in the middle 
I wonder if the other guys have found anything. <laughs> I, well, it's been about an hour. We haven't heard from them yet. Would you like to go back and check? Uh, maybe that's for the best. All right. Uh, he'll close up his, his journal. Lark's like, I didn't find anything new, so... Robo Lark, go! Robo Lark, to the rescue. Hi, guys! Nothing new or interesting in the room with the giant mechanism. So we thought uh, we'd come out and see how you folks have made out on the other end of this complex. Riley's just pointing to the trunk that's hoisted onto the cart and staring at Lark. <laughs> just, like, reading your mind. Steps forward, pushing a deer out of the way. No, not really. The lock opens, and within lies your reward. Within, there is a piece of paper atop several other things, uh, many of which are in boxes of their own. Uh, going through it, there is a pair of gauntlets that appear very finely made, a suit of very finely or very well made leather armor, a very well made longbow, and a very well made sigh, a box with gems in it, a scroll case with two scrolls, uh, two vials, several bags of coins. Uh, guess it might be worthwhile to uh, try and identify the two vials, 21 and 17. They are an oil of mage armor and a potion of resistance. Uh... So it seems this is a an armor potion and uh, or an armor oil and uh, a, a potion of resistance. Uh, makes you more resistant to in, infections and attacks on the mind. Uh, where did you say you found this trunk? In the uh, storage room to the east. Seems uh, this must have belonged to someone particularly defensive-minded. Maybe uh, someone's personal effects, what would the armor and the bow and uh, the other weapon? Uh, perhaps. I don't suppose there's any um, like uh, name or anything on the uh, the trunk itself. Not on the trunk itself, but the paper within... Um... It does, uh, it, it's sort of almost like a receipt, uh, for what's within. And it would appear that many of these items were ordered as to be shipped for, uh, for one, uh, Selfalex. Selfalex. Does, just by chance, does Clint recognize that name at all? Uh, yes. Um, he does recall the name, uh, a prolific archer from the war. Uh, he doesn't know a great deal other than some stories were told of in one battle during the war. He basically defended a hilltop point for over two minutes against advancing forces pretty much by himself. Well, that's a rather impressive story. Uh, impressive indeed. He can't attest how strong the enemy forces were, however. <laughs> Riley will laugh a little bit. Uh, but uh, what this this person, uh, they were defending uh, a keep owned by someone in favor of elven genocide? Well, it would appear that if this is here, perhaps he was staying here. 
or at least was on his way here before everything came to an end. It sort of spoils the story some. That's certainly true. But if these are his personal effects, they may be worth quite a deal from a historical perspective. As I said before, part, a large purpose of my work is to help people remember so that these things don't get forgotten. Well, then, perhaps we should spend time not forgetting by seeing exactly what sort of equipments he uh, was privy to. All right. If you would like to inspect the gear, you may. I think the answer is a resounding yes, though I don't know how much Riley can do in terms of this. So I think you'll spend some time as the evening uh, bears on you, uh, looking over this equipment. uh, And uh, long story short, as we use an alternate masterwork system... uh, the gauntlets are masterwork, leather armor's masterwork, longbow and the sire are all masterwork. Uh so I will get back with y'all shortly on what exactly those are, uh more specifically. But I think we take some time this evening uh to go over this stuff, look at it, find out more about it, uh with Clint's help. <sighs> Jeez. Okay. So, let let me expunge upon the what these items are. Okay. So the gauntlets. Uh, everything is of fine masterwork quality, except for the bow, which is exceptional. Alright, so the gauntlets are crushing gauntlets. Basically, uh, when used to damage, uh, they will deal an additional two points of non-lethal damage on a successful hit. Uh, the armor is fortified, which means that there is a 10% chance that any critical hit or sneak attack or other precision-based damage is negated while wearing the armor. The bow is a lethal, accurate two longbow, which means that it has a plus two chance to hit, and it has an additional plus two on any critical confirmation roll. Very fancy. Like, I imagine, like, it has, like, one of those things where, like, the arrow sets in, and it helps it, like, aim it more accurately that way. Uh, th- now this these sci things. How do I even spell sci? S A I. Okay. What do they do? It is a balanced sci. They're balanced. It is balanced. Uh, okay. While in hand and readied, uh, the wielder gains a plus one quality bonus to initiative. And the way that works is not like you have to have it in your hand when you roll initiative. If you roll initiative and you draw it, your initiative goes up by one. And so, you know, it took some time messing around with these items uh, and looking them over. And it's actually, over time, gotten kind of late in the day now. Uh, and, like, really early on in the day... You went really hard, really fast at this place, and it kind of punished you for it. 
and then you took some time to go a bit like of a lower speed search and just pouring over things with a fine tooth comb and you found some some items and whatnot. It's not quite bedtime yet, but it is uh it is getting pretty late. Uh would anybody like to do anything in particular? So Riley. Yes. Shall we clear that storage room to make space for people to sleep inside tonight? Absolutely. That was the plan. Then we will get to work doing that. Also, it might be important to uh, make sure we're all on the same page as far as ownership of these items we found in the trunk are concerned. I'm not sure if uh, Clint was hoping to hold on to those as far as historical relics are concerned, or if uh, it's a finder's keepers type scenario. Do you all ask Clint? I figure we're all basically like standing in the same area right now. Well, um... I would like them uh, for the museum, but if you think they could be of some use in the meantime, please uh, hang on to them. I would well, much then... rather them find some use rather than uh, rather than something terrible happen. In that case, there's no harm in divvying up these uh, four nice items we found in the trunk amongst ourselves, just in case they do come to any use in the near future. Meanwhile, Brock and Lark are over muttering to themselves about something. Like, oh, those guys get all the loot. If I hear you complain again, you'll be pulling the cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think Mozart's gonna have trouble walking later, so that might be necessary. You know who doesn't complain? Box doesn't complain. Box is a good party member. Mm-hmm. Contributing. Box gets the bow and the gauntlets. <laughs> Box goes over and starts dry humping the stump. Yeah, but Box has always been a power top. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> it's okay, Sean, take a second. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> So we have the uh, the leather armor, the gauntlets, the bow, and the side kind of laid out. And Riley, I think, looking at this assortment of gear, um, knowing that he's, he has quite the collection of, like, knives and stuff and doesn't really have much of a use of a bow, will probably gravitate towards the leather armor. He's currently wearing studded leather, but I guess having, like, a backup and something so finely crafted um, will at least be worthwhile for him to pack away into his backpack for the time being. Okay. See, and, uh, uh, fuck you, Lark. You don't need armor. Does he not have armor? I think he does. Nope. <laughs> does he... He really doesn't have armor? I, do, I, don't, I don't think he wants armor. I'm not sure. Okay, that's fine. You know what? He's not here to uh, say he wants it, so if he wants it, I'll give it to him next time. Yeah. Right now, he's he's over there conspiring with Brock to rob you all in the night anyway. Hmm. So, Riley takes the leather armor of Celefax. Or Cephalex. Fuck, what did I call him? Cephalex. Well, Dara's not really concerned about it. It's not like she can use any of this stuff, so. I mean, 
like there there are things that like gauntlets for to example fair, can you could... just be worn yeah. I mean, to be fair you could totally just hold this eye <laughs> yeah if anything i don't think you have anything other than a dagger so it's it's something i've got proficiency with that dagger i don't use though well do you need the proficiency in order to get that special quality so like she's just really not concerned about it. She'll just let y'all take whatever y'all want to take. Well, um, I don't imagine there's anyone here that could make use of a bow. Uh, I've already got my own, and uh, it may be of better use in someone else's hand. No. Okay. Wait. <laughs> like... Yeah, I, I don't think anybody else here knows how to use a bow. Big shrug. It's very rare for me to uh, engage in ranged combat. Uh, perhaps if you'd had a bow whenever uh, the man had rode in on that owl, uh, you, you'd have been able to engage him uh, much earlier with much less risk. I, I like to think that encounter worked out perfectly fine as is, and I wouldn't have changed a single thing. Except maybe stabbing him. He was actually kind of pleasant. Well, uh... I, I probably sh shouldn't uh, be letting you handle a bow anyway, what with the condition of your hand. That is a fair statement that I myself kind of neglected. Just <laughs> goes to knock an arrow, and the arrow carts off with his pinky. <laughs> Whip! Oh no! <laughs> like, you, you hit a bandit in the forehead with your severed pinky. Make an intimidate check. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh, it's it's quite the fine bow uh so uh i'll make sure it's in good condition once we uh are able to hand it back over to you clint and then so, uh i i guess with the two remaining items riley will just look at the uh, gauntlets in the side and then at adira and uh foresight and uh with neither of them like reaching out to take anything, he'll kind of just like grab one and uh, let's say he'll throw the or he'll pass the gauntlets to. Since it's his, since he's choosing, I really want to say foresight because I want to think Riley wants to see foresight start punching people. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what I'm kind of leaning bad. on. Okay, so uh, Riley hands Foresight some gauntlets. He'll just take it and reticently put them on. Not expecting to use them, but you know, things happen. It's like, wow, socks again. Thanks. <laughs> I actually would prefer socks, to be honest. <laughs> well, if you think about it, they're just metal hand socks. If you're running around sockless, we can get Lark to make you some socks. Hey, does the adventurer's outfit come with socks? Yes. Of course. Okay, then he has socks. Okay. It comes with boots. Why wouldn't it come with socks? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Izo forgets things sometimes. Socks are a luxury item. <laughs> uh, like the rest of my barbarians, uh, DR, for example. They, they forgot that. Lost somewhere. What? 
I, I I heard everything after DR, but I missed everything. Yeah, before. man. <laughs> okay, I'll hear it when I'm editing the episode. Ah. Uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah. So once once these items are divided up, yes. I'm going to pack up the tent since we're going okay. to be staying inside, and I will help Riley get things situated so that everybody has sleeping space in these nice dry rooms. Okay. All right. So, I'll all bit up and spend some time getting this room in a ready order for sleepage. Uh, which, there is still that iron door on the wall there. We'll just move some of the stuff in front of it, so if anything tries to come through. Okay. And then likely when Forsyth starts to look way too uncomfortable with being in a room with this many people, I'll take him out into the next little room and let him go to sleep there. And it's just a rope running out the door. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wouldn't leave him alone. Okay. So would y'all do anything uh, before the eve of the sleeping time? Well, I assume at some point we eat dinner. Well, that's yeah. a hell of an assumption. What makes you think you get dinner? Because Leaf has kind of just gotten to where he just, like, cooks for everybody and takes care of everybody. I think he's, like, the father figure of the group. Y'all taking Leaf for granted. Old enough to be your grandpa. It's okay. We'll buy him, like, a masterwork apron and a chef's hat when we get to town. <laughs> masterwork apron. Yeah, you can have masterwork anything with the system. I'm into it. But really, children, don't spend your money on me. Save it for college. <laughs> <laughs> I told you a thousand times, Dad, I'm not going to college. Just let me live my life, Mom. I'm going to start up my band. My band's going to be famous, you'll see. Yeah, Dad, I'm going to open up a YouTube channel and get really famous. <laughs> oh, God, it's too real. Shot through the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Knuckles in Sonic 2 plays in the background. Don't worry, we will call you once you're on Father's Day and ask how you're doing. Yeah, probably cooking. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Given box of scrub down. Welcome to the Black uh, Keep. I mean, the Elf Murder Castle. I mean, White Castle. How may I help you? We're t it's cool. We're taking it back. This is our castle now. Look at me. This is my castle now. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's nothing really like to do in the storage room. I think I would keep trying to like forage to make sure we still had like plenty of like fresh food for the folks. But all right. So Not you too. you step out of the keep for a bit to go forage. Yeah, make me a survival check. In uh, elf murder forest, is a twenty-four. A twenty-four. All right. So, uh, you get enough food for seven people. I realize, like, I was mad at myself because I was editing the last couple of episodes that came out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you get like food for two people or one person or whatever." And I was like, "No, that's like food for three people or four." People. And, like, because I went and I refreshed myself on it, and I was so mad at myself. So you get food for yourself plus seven people. So you have eight days' worth of food for one well, person at this moment. Ray Rayleigh's a big old chungus eating his double portions, so he counts as two. <laughs> I need it for my finger. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's <laughs> box and leaf come come back in after an indeterminate amount of time with just buckets of food and uh, get to cooking. See, I told y'all dad would get dinner. Just hope you guys like Little Caesars. 
<laughs> Hot and ready, five bucks. Oh man, I love eating cardboard. Brought to you by the Blackfish Tavern. Leaf may be dad, but Adira is daddy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know nothing about Adira. Don't even pretend like you know. Who's your daddy? <laughs> is you rich like me? <laughs> We told you to turn off the music. Come on. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping I do it well enough that I get copyright strike. Right. Uh, yeah, that's like, like that happened to Smooth Groove like three times. Okay. Yeah, get get the num nums, get everybody set up. Uh doors and corners, make sure that there's no like elf murder specter uh creeping around the corner. To like brain us with a rock, you know. Um, if they're like bags and stuff, uh, stow them like in front of the doors. That way, they get nudged out of the way if somebody tries to come kicking in. Okay. Yes, there. There's plenty of boxes still in this room to like maneuver around and do shit like that. Yeah. So, so does your box sleep, or does he just stand there on that board while you're asleep? No, he's he's a tree. Uh, as much as I would like for him to sit still uh, at night, he, he does uh, tend to be a little bit more on the rambunctious side uh, and get into things. Uh, I can't be around for 100% of it, but I'll, I'll try and keep him out of everyone's hair. Is he easily amused? Uh, amused? Uh, it's hard to tell sometimes. Distracted? Very much so. I'll give him a ball of string to play with. Just, just like starts eating it. <laughs> he doesn't even like like eat with his mouth. He's just like gnawing on it. I'm not, not. Teach him how to do that little thing, like when your kids, where you do the string around your finger and make the different shapes out of it. Just, just start hearing. <laughs> <laughs> just choked my treatment to death. Man, if I had a nickel. <laughs> You'd have one. Surprisingly, I'd have a couple more than one. But let's not get into that. What is this future money you speak of? Which? Which? Yeah, Box, Box will slap around the, the ball of yarn, probably like stumble into a crate and, uh, you know, just make a nuisance of himself in all four corners of this room as often as possible. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, Clint, how would you say, or how, how would you grade our expedition thus far? Uh, C, C minus. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> well, I'd like there have, to have been uh, less in the way of grave injury, but I suppose that's difficult to avoid at times. I'm glad everyone's all right now for the most part though and i i'm hoping that we can progress on without much more trouble foresight does make a wonderful nurse he does uh, magical healing does tend to do that speaking of which uh how's your med section foresight well enough foresight's in the other room oh yeah i am in like the room. 10 feet you yeah. can't hide from us we're not that far away. I literally can. 
Riley pulls out his binoculars. <laughs> you cannot hide from me. <laughs> Followed by Foresight running up. further. Followed by Foresight running deeper into Elf Murder Castle just to escape social situations. Well, there are two untested doors nearby. Worth. <laughs> Hey everyone, this bit turned into a huge sideshow where a few offhand comments and jokes made me absolutely lose my shit. It's available as its own track for our patrons, so if you want to help support the show and hear me nearly die, head on over there. But let's get you back to the actual story going on. Thanks for listening. So Adira and Foresight go to sleep. Leaf, Riley, what are you doing? My plan, my plans from earlier are, are unchanged. Uh, food, food prep, door barricading, uh, generally staying away from doors that give me uneasy feelings. Okay. And um, for simplicity's sake, I think Riley is going to uh, sit down with Clint's until Clint's too sleepy to stay awake, and maybe go over some of the um, the the historical things that he picks up and finds fascinating, just sharing stories and stuff. Okay. Uh, you would you would hear some some stories uh, from him. So, for the only person that can see it, um, as Foresight sleeps, he's perhaps a bit more freaked than he's letting on, or maybe it's just the casual nightmare. But he seems to be curled up into a ball and uh, is a quivering mess. Um, it's kind of hard to tell if he's sleeping or not. His eyes are just squinted tight, really, really, really tightly. <clears throat> there might be a bit of tears on his cheeks. And he's just in the full fetal position. Try to stay quiet. So she sees that? I would imagine you're in fairly close proximity and you have dark vision. Well, I'm either fixing to comfort him or scare the hell out of him. Not sure which, because you never know with foresight. But uh, she'll just cuddle up to him. Hold on to him. I'm going to make a roll. <clears throat> okay, he is not gonna, he's not going to donkey kick you. That's good. I did not get murdered in the murder castle. so He will be the opposite of freaked out. I think that word's comforted. I don't know. I say it so very rarely. <laughs> uh, anyway. Eventually. <clears throat> People are going to listen to this and wonder why you ever married me. People are going to listen to this get five minutes into me losing my shit and fucking quit listening. <laughs> no, and then get fucking hammered because they're playing the drinking game. <laughs> Well, they're going to stop listening because they're going to be fucking dying. Passed out. <clears throat> Still counts as a view. We're good. We're good. That's the they best thing about drinking while they're dead. Either way, you win. Oh. Uh, at this point, I would like to insert a warning that drink responsibly, folks. No. Or, don't. or don't. Live Too your own life. life. 
<laughs> if you've reached this point, you should probably go to the hospital. Nah, you got this, you champ. Got this champ. <laughs> One of us is the voice of reason, the other is not. Yeah, don't listen to Sean. He doesn't know what he's talking it's about. Up, yeah, no, it's just, it's up to you to decide which is which. You're right. Oh, testicles. <clears throat> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. I'd like to thank our patrons, Brian Rafe, Don Bewley, and Tim Demuse. If you would like to show your support for the show with a contribution of any size, please head over to patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have several tiers and goals. These can get you anything from exclusive content and special Discord roles and rooms to a goal that will have our very own Chris, aka Riley Morheim, Riley, Riley Morheim, writing erotic fiction about the party. We appreciate each and every listen, rating, review, and donation that our fans shine down on us. Speaking of ratings and reviews, if you listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to share your thoughts. It helps increase our visibility and really helps us out. Want to hang out with us in our Discord? Send us a message on social media or check the episode description for a link. Welcome to the Hive. I'd like to shout out some of the other podcasts and creators that are in the Hive. Give them a listen and check out the episode description for their Twitter handles. Action Forge on YouTube, making varied videos related to TTRPGs. Fillmore's Crossing, a Spaghetti Western 5th Edition podcast. The Hideous Laughter podcast, playing the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. Our very own Chris, or Critically Accursed, on YouTube, doing Let's Plays. Hex Grid Heroes, a Starfinder homebrew podcast. Rusted Chrome, one of the character artists in our group. The Roaring Trainers, a Pokemon in the 1920s 5th Edition podcast. The podcast for the Untimely Dead, playing Wraith the Oblivion in the World of Darkness system. The Wheeler Woe podcast, playing a Pathfinder 2nd Edition playtest in a homebrew world. And Mystery Dungeon 9000, a multi-edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast in a 22-year-old living homebrew world. Until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.